here we go for the Tuesday show up in here on the Big 49. Welcome to it. It is a Tuesday palooza, and as usual, we will get down with the best in moto. We will have Mr. Eli Tomac, certain to win his third Supercross championship this season, barring catastrophic failure this weekend in Denver, which is his home track, so I don't see that happening. We'll see Eli get out there and wrap it up maybe this weekend even. Depends on how close Chase Sexton is. If Chase gets anywhere near him, he's going to have to race Utah and do okay. But it'll come down to him and Utah having to finish kind of like what Hunter had over the weekend in Nashville. He'll have to finish in Utah. Like, if he finishes anywhere in the top 20, he wins the championship. And Eli is a very, very smart man and will go out there and wrap this up smart. I don't expect another victory out of him this season. He's moved into number two all-time on the list. He passed Bubba Stewart. Man, think about that. This year, he got by Ricky Carmichael and Bubba Stewart on the all-time wins list in Supercross and is now only behind the absolute king, uh, Jeremy McGrath. And he's never catching in his career. He'll It's like 25 more wins away to McGrath. He'd have to race Supercross for another four seasons to get that many wins, four or five seasons, so not going to happen, but pretty awesome company for Eli Tomac. We will talk to him about Nashville coming up here in moments and just the state of Eli and what, you know, getting ready for the outdoor season and all that stuff. We also have, I have a great story I, I'm excited to give you. It was a, a, a hatchet piece done by a left-wing media outlet trying to attack rich people and I saw it and I'm like, oh wow, alright, I'm not going to pander to that, but then at the same time I want to talk about the hypocrisy of all of this. So I'm going to get into it. It's a story about private jets. And they want to go after people and make more money and blah, 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 blah. But I'm just going to go into the same people that tell you to drive electric cars are flying around in private jets and the the hypocrisy of that entire thing. Get into that. I have a new, I might have a new uh, business plan for the 49. I have been talking about for months and months and months now that we're going to slink all kind. Well, maybe we don't have to. I found a new study, and we may be completely legit on board. Moto Man, you may not have to be a, a drug mule for the Big 49. I have a new business plan for us, and, and I think it's going to work, and we're going to start this very soon. So get ready, Moto Man. You're going to be very busy. Very, very busy. I also have a story about New York City where they've just thrown in the towel. They're like, you know what? We suck. Crime's out of control. Let, let's try this. Like, they've given up. They've just given up. We'll get into that. I got a story on why you should never try to cheat a prostitute. Bad things happen. Don't be cheating a prostitute. You'll be in trouble. It's, it, it's really bad. Then I have a, a story that's not so much news as it is just like, oh, damn. It involves riding a street bike, and if you've ever ridden a street bike, it's, it's crossed your mind. Or you've seen something on the side of the road, you've been like, oh, damn, that could have been really bad. Gotta get into that. And then I have a story of a uh, preschool teacher here in California that is gangsta, straight up gangsta. I'm, maybe, I'm gonna play my, my Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Represent, rest in peace, my homie. I'm going to play that when I'm telling that story. For sure. All right, so I have all of that. 
I got Eli Tomac. In the middle of the show, I got Hunter Lawrence. If you missed that interview yesterday, that was a really good interview. I'm so happy for Hunter Lawrence. I really am. First championship. He's a good kid, man. He really is. Him and his brother. I like those guys. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Most everyone in, in motocross are good people. The, this sport attracts good individuals, good, solid people. And I just like it. it it's, it's great to be a part of it. It really, really is. So get ready. We're going to get into all of this. But up next, we will talk to the great one, Eli Tomac, coming up on a 4-9. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with the red plate holder of the premier division, if you will. I like to call it the 450s. His name is Eli Tomac from the Star Racing Yamaha team. And Eli rolling away with an 18-point lead after today. That's got to be sweet and make you feel, I guess, a little more at ease about uh, holding on to the championship again this year. But kind of a bummer the way it all went down. Let's uh, talk about what happened with you and Cooper in that heat race. You guys are battling for the championship. You guys are battling in that heat race. And then I know you saw him go down, but uh, did you even see what happened after after you guys had kind of bumped a little and then, and then like, walk us through that whole scenario? No, I saw it. Uh, okay. He, he actually caught me off guard in, in the second turn okay. and kind of spooked me. And then um, and then I just went, went try to do the same move to him uh, in the third turn there after okay. the loops. And then uh, I don't think really even touched, but... It's yeah. almost like I kind of spooked him, too, and then he just washed his front end out. And then yeah. I looked back to see if he actually fell. Yeah. Um, and then I saw Adam hit his head. It was it was gnarly. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's unfortunate when you see a guy you know get hit like that when he's down. Yeah, and then it wasn't just Cooper today. There were a lot of guys that went down. There were a lot of injuries out there. And at any point, do you, uh, like, I guess, see all the guys going down, all the carnage today, all the seasons that were ended on this track today and at any point do you think all right i'm gonna dial it back i've got a little bit of a lead i'm cool and, and do you not push as hard or what's going through your mind as you're seeing all of your you know colleagues just drop out on the on the course today yeah i mean i just say it's uh that's the condition that we had today because it started uh -huh. out um you know soft from the rain and then it dried out really fast and when you get those soft pockets you know with, with yeah. dry dirt it just uh becomes an unpredictable surface unpredictable surface and yeah um after the 250 main i was like i hope they they groom that dragon back because you know yeah. they were like it was like staring at a curb when you when we were walking by there and yeah. um you know they, they end up grooming the dragon back and but it's still you know uh you know i think bit two or three guys so yeah um that's just the the track that we had today it's it's just tough when the when the dirt you know goes from um that that's soft to, to dry so quickly Okay, and what about the main event today, Eli? You were out front looking like you were going to run away with it, and then you uh, fell back a little bit, let Chase uh, get by you, or Chase got the pass on you and pulled away. Uh, what happened about, I guess, midway through that main event where you kind of seems like you, you almost backed it down a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I got a, another great start um, and was kind of just, uh, you know, riding in my zone and yeah. uh, had a couple just moments in the whoop straight up so okay. i i kind of okay. just backed it off a little bit all right uh conditions were tough i mean as you saw there was there was some dust flying around but at the same time there were some soft pockets out there so um i just i basically just backed off my pace a little bit and chase you know was riding you know very yeah. very fast as well so yeah um yeah it was it was really the whoop moment is 
you know, where I felt like I, uh, you know, gave up some time. All right, Eli, it is now an 18-point lead for you with two races to go. What's going to happen the rest of the season? Are you still like, I'm going to go out there and put a punctuation mark on this and ride for the wins? Are you going into management mode, just protect the 18 points? Like, what's the strategy now moving forward in these final couple rounds of the Supercross? Well, just, uh, I mean, like a repeat of, of this weekend would, would be just fine. So, okay. um, but I know like like anything can happen. So, you you know, we only have two left, but uh, you know, just got to take it weekend by weekend and not think of, okay. of uh, um, the last round yet, really. So, um, right. keep getting good starts and yeah. um, doing our thing. Eli, you're probably the most unflappable guy on that entire track. And you are known for being just very, very tough out there mentally, physically, just everything about you. You are like the rock out on that track. But I got to tell you, the last year or so with the battle with Chase last summer, with Cooper breathing all down your neck this entire Supercross season up until today, do you feel like maybe this is the strongest mentally that you've ever been in your career? I think so, um, for sure. As you yeah. just get into your late twenties, I feel like your your mind, uh, you know, just just changes a little bit. Um, okay. You know, your patience changes a lot, yeah. and uh, you know, you've been doing it a long time. You know, <laughs> so I feel like my mind absolutely is it is at the the best it's it's been for uh, for racing. I'll tell you, watching everything about Eli Tomac is awesome. As a fan of this sport, it is really really cool to see every race and i can't wait to watch you moving forward and into the playoffs this year it's it's going to be amazing but let's talk about the pro motocross season we're heading into that and you've had your hands full here with a supercross battle going on with cooper and with chase have you even had time to work on outdoor and especially i know you're going into an all-new bike this outdoor season so kind of walk us through that and, and what's going on with you in, in the outdoor season right now yeah, we you know we obviously are on the on the new chassis and new motorcycle, so okay. um, we do have to start over again. Um, yeah. it, you know, this bike I wasn't able to uh, bolt on my uh, previous <laughs> setting straight yeah. onto it, so we will have some work. But uh, right. I'm confident. Uh, you know, I, I have the team to, to, to put it in the right spot. I'm confident you'll figure it out because that seems to be what Eli Tomac does, man. Eli, congratulations on another great race today. Uh, looking like what's uh, sure to be another championship. We can't wait to see how this season ends. Best of luck to you staying healthy and uh, uh, riding your way to your, uh, my guy, your third Supercross championship. That will be so cool to see. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. There we go. Shout out to Eli Tomac for jumping in on the Stretch show this morning. Always oh, great to talk to Eli, even though he's going to F up our fantasy picks. I got that in a moto minute, but it's true. He's going to, he's not going to win. He's not even going to try to win. He's going to be like, if I get the whole shot, I'll get out front and I'll ride. But if somebody gets close to me, I'm just going to pull over and let him pass because I'm not going down. I'm not getting hurt. I got to win this championship. So it's going to F up our picks. Right now, though, let's talk about uh, uh, hookers. Got the song Prostitute from Guns N' Roses playing right now in the background, if you can hear it. Going to talk about a, a sex worker over in Africa. Malawi is where this happened. We got a hooker. Her name is Patricia Weissen. She's a hardworking working girl. You know what? Hookers work hard for the money. And you better treat her right. That's what I know. That's not just a bad cheesy song. <laughs> it's, it's a real deal. Holyfield. 
And uh, uh, Miss Weissen, she met a, a, a client, and the client and her agreed upon a price. They say 80 pounds is what they're saying. So let's say about 100 bucks. Somewhere in the ballpark of 100 bucks, and they were going to go bang it out. Miss Weissen then accompanied the, uh, the bloke back to his apartment in uh, Monkey Bay in the Mangochi district of Malawi is where this took place. And they agreed upon the price. They went back. She performed the sex. And then he's like, yeah, he tried to stiff her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. You don't, I mean, you stiff a hooker, but n- not with cash. If anything, you, you, I would say you, you pay them and you tip them. It's like your hairdresser. They give you a good haircut. You, you pay for the haircut and you leave a tip. I, I don't, I don't, not sure if you tip prostitutes or not, but I would imagine you damn sure don't lowball them. Well, when this guy was like, yeah, sorry, I'm not paying you that much or whatever. He tried to, I don't know if he tried to give her less money or no money at all. And well, um, you don't stiff Miss Weissen. No, she reached in her little purse and she pulled out a knife and they say she catastrophically wounded his penis. Catastrophic injury to the penis with a knife. That'll show you. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, that, then that's the last time you ever have sex again is what I think she was thinking. She jacked him in the junk with a blade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hooker will give you STDs, bad things, and then they'll stab your penis if you screw them over. Yeah, I say stay away from hookers, but at the same time, if you're going to do business with a hooker, I would say honor the, uh, the agreed-upon arrangement. Now, granted, there's hooker criminals out there, and they'll come in, and then they'll, like, try to have sex with you and, like, drug you or get you to fall asleep and then and then rob you. We hear about that all the time. But if they come to your house and they're like, all right, I'm going to do this for this much money, you you honor that agreement. Hooker's in jail, by the way, not the guy with the sliced-up uh, schlong. He is not in jail. Even what's weird is he should be because I don't imagine prostitution is legal there. It's illegal most places. And he had to call the cops and say, yeah, I got this hooker and then I didn't want to pay her and she stabbed me in my penis. Granted, I say she elevated the game when she stabbed him in the penis. I get she's in trouble for mutilation and assault and all kinds of fun stuff, but he should be in jail for uh, prostitution. Worst case scenario, when he gets his uh, his junk put back together and gets out of the hospital, she filleted it. She took like the hot dog and filleted it. You know, you fillet it down the middle, put a slice of cheese in there and then roast that in a pan. That's what she did, but she didn't put the cheese in there. She just filleted it down the middle and was like, all right, peace out, bitch. Ow, ow, ow. That's bad. All right, up next, I got a good story. I got good news from, from my friend Moto Man and, and myself at the Big 49. Stretches got a new story, and this new story is going to show me how we can be legitimate and make some side hustle to bring in the bank for the Big 49. And it's along the lines of slang like Hawkeye. Equally, I would say. And, but it's legal. I'm gonna do this next. Get ready, it's very good. Bad news too, if you're like me. I, I saw this story and I'm like, oh crap. Maybe I am an addict. <laughs> Talk about all this coming up. It's the big 49. Don't stiff a hooker. 
big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Tuesday morning on the Stretch Show, we had an interview with the great Eli Tomac, and I can tell you my takeaway from that interview. Not only is it like Eli's great and all this, blah, 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 and it's a great interview. Uh, no, this is what I learned. Well, fantasy picks are going to suck for the rest of the season because Eli admits in the interview his goal now is podiums. He's not really concerned about winning races. He doesn't have to win races. He's got an 18-point lead, and he's going to manage that lead and manage this championship through the final two rounds, which is the smart thing to do. But what does that do for your fantasy picks? Because it's 10 points in our league if you take the winner, and it's usually going to be Eli or Chase. So now I guess I'm taking Chase to win, but where am I going to put Eli? Is he even going to put up a battle? If Eli comes in the top five, for the next two weeks, it's a wrap on the championship. So get ready for a tough decision come fantasy time this weekend in your Supercross picks. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is Stretch Show. All right, Moto, I got good news. This is a true story. I found a study today as I'm doing show prep for the show. And it caught my eye because I had to work Hawkeye in the headline. And I'm like, oh, more tips on slinging. I got to get ready for when we got to when we got to do what we got to do. Right now, we don't got to do what we got to do yet, but we could have to do what we got to do at some point. I'm preparing for the future. So I was going to strap dozens of kilos to Moto Man's back and have him run it across the border. What could go wrong? Slinging Hawkeye. Well... I look at this study and I've now got a new direction where we may be legit. Uh, researchers at the University of Bordeaux have done a study and they say the combination of ingredients in a traditional chocolate chip cookie trigger the same addictive responses in your brain as cocaine and marijuana. What? Chocolate chip cocaine cookies so overall they say this research has revealed that sugar and sweet reward can not only substitute to addictive drugs like cocaine but can even be more rewarding and attractive they say like your cookies with a dash of salt your brain does too salt consumption activates the brain's reward center oh do you know what's amazing let's give you a little fat man tip right here Get some really like salty, delicious, like barbecue potato chips or something like that, or Doritos, and you eat those, and then you eat a chocolate chip cookie. And then while you're eating chocolate chip cookie, eat a few more chips and then go back and eat chocolate chip cookie. Next level, you'll thank me. You'll be like, fat man, no wonder you're fat. I, I can't be skinny with crap like that. I got knowledge in my head that other people don't know. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Have a Dorito, bite of my chocolate chip cookie. Dorito, bite of my chocolate chip cookie. F it, I just do an Oreo in. Boom, mind blown. What if I took an Oreo, saw this on TikTok, and I dipped it in waffle batter and then cooked it in the waffle iron. It's like a deep fried Oreo. You get it to, at the freaking fair, but better because it's a waffle. Oh, shut the front door. Yeah, fat man don't play. Moto man, we're going to sell cookies. So we got our jerky. The kings of moto jerky. They go out there and they slang beef jerky. That's how they get around their privateer lifestyle. Our buddies Robbie and RJ Wageman. Shout out to those boys. Uh, we're going to get cookies now. We're going to sling those. We're going to make cookies. Sling them like cocaine. 
where you can get people addicted to our cookies. Hey, Moto, can we put cocaine in our cookies and make them more addictive? Because I'm down with that. I'm corrupt. I'm corrupt. If corrupt gave an F, he'd always be broke. He'd never have no MF and Indo to smoke. That's what I know. And I'm corrupt, so I do what I got to do. I sling cookies. I sling cocaine. Whatever we got to do, Moto. They say the, the cookie industry is a $38 billion industry last year, and chocolate chip cookies account for one-fifth of that global cookie market. So it's a tough one. We got to get out there. It's not like uh, our friends at the cartel where they go just kill our competitors. We're going to have to have a damn good cookie, so maybe we mix a little cocaine into our cookie batter and make our cookies addictive as F is what we do. I like this. It's a new business plan for the 49. It's pretty much legit. Moto Man doesn't have to be a drug mule. And things look good. I like this. We are going to have to bake a lot of cookies. Bake and bake and bake before each moto event so we can sell cookies. Uh, another Fat Man pro tip. If you're in SoCal and there's a Bristol Farms anywhere near you, get that effing cookie. It's, it's the best thing ever. Now, there's some bitches that are like, I don't like nuts in my cookies. And you know what Bristol Farms says? F you. We only have it with nuts. If you don't like nuts, eat these nuts, is what Bristol Farms says. This is what I like about them. But they have this big-ass cookie. It's three and a half, four inches across, at least. And it's huge. And they make them in the store fresh, but then they keep them on a hot plate all day, and you can go in and buy this cookie. I don't know how much it is, because I don't care. I don't care if they told me it was $10. I would buy it. I go in there, and I get the chocolate chip cookie, it's like, boom, it's over at the little, you know, bakery counter, which is next level. They got really good bakery counter. But there's nothing that compares because then it's messy as hell. And when you eat it, there's huge chunks of chocolate in this cookie that melts all over your face. And it might even have salt on it, too. It's freaking delicious. We got to make them just like that. Motoman, we'll just go steal them from Bristol Farms and then we'll jack the price up and call ours Magic Moto Cookies and we'll sprinkle cocaine on the top. Oh, man, Stretch is thinking. I'm always thinking. Big 49's coming, I'll tell you that. Although, but then your tongue will get numb, and then you'll bite your tongue, and then we'll have problems. Yeah, scratch the cocaine on top of our cookies. That's a bad move. All right. Back to our re regularly scheduled programming up next. I'm going to talk about uh, a hatchet job I saw in rich people flying private jets that made me laugh, and I don't care about rich people flying private. You're rich, and you can pay for it. Do it. But... I do want to talk about the hypocrisy of these same individuals. Get into this one next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49 slanging cookies. Doesn't have the same ring, does it? Oh, well, we'll figure this out, Moto. The Man Urge. Shout out to country music legend Willie Nelson, who had a 90th birthday concert at the Hollywood Bowl over the weekend. Willie Nelson is 90, smoking weed like a mofo. Speaking of smoking weed, one of the celebrities that was there was Snoop Dogg. It was also Matthew McConaughey. All kinds of music legends came out and played with him. But I guess the highlight of the night is when 190-year-old Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones came out and played a set with old Willie Nelson. So shout out to Willie. Happy birthday. Over the weekend here in Los Angeles, uh, people that went to the symphony, they were a little shocked to see. And there is tape of this, by the way. It was the L.A. Philharmonic, and they were playing their classical music. And at some point during the show, a lady in the audience 
basically had an orgasm and it was caught on tape. Like you hear the, the music playing and there was a crescendo in the music and then a slight pause. And you hear this lady absolutely losing it. Like she had on the vibrating panties or I don't know what it was, or she just really likes classical music. It was kind of weird to be honest with you. And finally, if you like the band Aerosmith, they have announced their Peace Out tour. They say they are hanging it up and no longer touring after this. This is a final farewell 40-date tour that kicks off September 2nd in Philly, home of the douchebags, and it runs all the way through January. We'll finish in Montreal, Canada. So get ready to get your tickets to say goodbye to Aerosmith. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Oh boy, here we go. Time to make fun of the hypocrites. By the way, I'm a hypocrite, just so you know. I admit it, though. Most people don't admit it. I admit that fully. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do some hypocritical stuff. And then I'll admit it and be like, yeah, I'm a big old hypocrite. In this situation, though, you know how rich people get real preachy to you? Especially people in the entertainment industry. And they're like, hey, you should drive an electric car, dude. So much better for the environment than like your gas guzzler. Yet, when uh, once upon a time I was a UPS man in the Malibu, and when I was, it was when Priuses were relatively new. That's how long ago that was, and and they had them, and every house in Malibu had one. It was like the cool little thing. It was before Teslas were everywhere, and everybody had a Prius and it was their smug a holdem of them showing off how good they were for the environment that they had a Prius because they also all had like two or three SUVs in their driveway and I'm like well that's the bot calling the kettle black I, I get having a Prius to save money on gas mileage and do what you got to do but when you got one just to show how cool you are with the environment is one thing those same people I promise you all fly private jets and that's where we get into this story. This this story was done, by the way, to try to make uh, Elon Musk a demon. It's it's the guy they go after in the story. But I don't think Elon Musk, who owns the electric car company, is as preachy as these a-holes. He's a little more transparent, in my opinion. And there's this new study linked, and they say private jets make up approximately one out of every six flights handled by the Federal Aviation Administration. So one out of every six flights is a private flight up there in the skies. But they only pay 2% of the taxes that make up the trust that funds the FAA. If you didn't know, uh, you and I, every time we fly, pay a 7.5% tax on the price of our tickets, and that money funds the, a the FAA. That's where they get their money from. Uh, they also have other fees and fun things like that, which are all on your ticket every time you travel. Well, on a private jet, you don't have that, but you do have a surcharge roughly of 22 cents per gallon of jet fuel, which is a hell of a lot, by the way. But if you're rich, you don't care. It's like, whatever. And here's the kicker. Private jets emit 10 times more pollutants than commercial planes per passenger. So they are up there. If you think about it, you got a commercial jet. You got 300 people on it flying around. That's like, I removed 300 people. So the emissions per capita on the plane, I guess, are incredibly reduced compared to a private jet. They say, however, unsurprisingly, only 1% of people are believed to be responsible for half 1% of people. 
are responsible for half of all aviation carbon emissions. And this is where they go after Elon Musk. And they've mentioned how many times he flies and how much pollution he kicks out there. Guess what? He's one of the richest men in the world. He can afford it. Pay the fine. Pay the fine. He doesn't care. They say the median net worth of a person who owns all of or part, you know, you can do like a like a like a timeshare you could do with a jet. That person makes 190 to 140 million dollars, or that they're worth that much. And that represents 0.0008% of the global population. They say the jet-owning a-holes are typically males over the age of 50. I'm surprised they don't throw white in there, too, because that would be uh, about the sum of this article. But I just know that these same people that fly these jets are the same people that are bitching at you about driving electric cars. They're the same people uh, that you know, look down upon you for being a polluter because you're driving a V8 or whatever it is. These are the same people that are funding Gavin Newsom in the state of California to take away your damn motorcycles in 2035. These are the same people applauding those decisions. Gavin Newsom flies private jets all the time. You think that dude's flying commercial? No, I don't think that guy could walk out of his house without getting punched in the cock. People hate that man. People in his own party hate that guy. He is bad for business and bad for everything. And he is really bad for motocross. Private jet flying prick. Yeah, they say uh, Elon Musk is the most active flyer in the United States with his newest jet. It did 171 flights and consumed 837,934 liters of jet fuel. And that was just in 2022. Guess what? He's an effing multi, multi, multi billionaire. It doesn't matter. He could pay it. Then they go on to talk about all the small airports that are funded by the government that just simply cater to private jets. So all these rich people, I know Santa Monica Airport, uh, that became a big problem. What happened is they had little airplanes over there and people had their little planes and they could fly around and that's cool. And then jets started coming in and it became a hub on Friday nights of jets flying out and on Sunday nights of jets flying in to where little jets buzzing over that neighborhood, which is not a ghetto neighborhood where people got money and got pissed and they got that thing shut down. Santa Monica Airport's going out of business because of that, because of pandering to private jets. I think private jets should have to go to LAX or whatever big airport, just like everybody else. I get you can fly private, but you're going to have to go to the, you know, you can fly to another terminal. But there it is. And then they go on that they're also a safety hazard because the people aren't really screened as well. And there's still jets and they can do the damage of the 9-11 jets and blah, 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 blah. But just think about it. Less than 1% of people on the planet creating all that pollution. The same people that are telling you your dirt bikes pollute. You know what? That motorcycle you ride is a polluter. Yeah, suck it, you rich pricks. You George Soros effing MFers. That's what you guys are. Suck it and blow it out your ass. We're going to keep riding dirt bikes and we're going to fix this. We're going to get rid of these guys and we're going to fix this state and we're going to keep dirt bikes here and we're going to keep riding dirt bikes and we're going to keep the land we ride on that we pay taxes for and we're going to use it. Public land. And we're not going to have to go to private tracks and then be pinched out to only riding e-bikes. Suck a fat dick. Up next, a dude that rides a gas-powered motorcycle for a living. His name is Hunter Lawrence. Coming up on the 4-9. 
big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Okay, earlier on the Moto Minute, I reaped praise upon Pulp MX for doing the privateer challenge in Denver this weekend where they're going to give all the money back to the riders that are the privateers of the 450 class. And then I see a thing where they're taping their show live this week in Denver. And you can go if you buy a ticket and the price range is $40 to $200. You can buy tickets to see them tape a freaking podcast. $40 to $200, and it doesn't say on the flyer, hey, this is going to all go back to the pot for the privateers. It just says we're charging $40 to $200 to see us tape a effing podcast. And that's kind of weird because I looked online and it's only $35 to still get tickets to the actual Supercross on Saturday. So do you want to see a bunch of fat wankers talk about motocross or maybe see Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence actually race motocross for a lot less money? Big 49, it's a stretch show here on a Tuesday. Getting ready. Already getting ready for the weekend. Two more rounds left of Supercross. I may not be there when Eli Tomac gets to the promised land. But I can tell you I will be listening and celebrating with my friends here on the 49 this Saturday. You got Moto Man, Jason from HYR, Bookie Kyle covering the Denver races. I will not be there. I got a, a real assignment from my real job. I can't wait till I can tell my real job to suck a big fat one and just only do the big 49. By, by the way, happy birthday to the big 49. We are three years long, three years strong here. Broadcasting Moto Rock Extreme, getting bigger and better every effing day. So that's cool. But let's talk about a place right now where it's not cool. Let's talk about a city that is quite possibly the anus of the entire planet, and it is New York City. Used to be a DJ there, used to live there, used to work there. It was, uh, I got in there right before Giuliani was when I lived there. That's how long ago that was. It wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. And this just shows you they've given up. This isn't, I can't even make this up, man. The New York City is now passing out free Apple AirTags for you to hide on your car so that when your car gets stolen, uh, you can find it, what's left of it. Like, is that just like we've given up? Yeah, the GPS tracking devices, they say are really amazing pieces of ingenuity, said uh, Mayor Adams. And they've got uh, 500 of them to give away. They're gonna start giving them out to people all over New York City. Especially in areas like the Bronx where car thefts are really rampant. And they say they also got a lot of carjackings going on in that area now. The aggravated number of grand larceny autos continues to drive up crime in New York City. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you an air tag and you can put it on your car and you can find the shell of your car afterwards. Also, the fact that people try to defend their cars and get shot and killed. There's also a lot of robberies there. Just all kinds of stuff have led to the downturn of New York. We're basically living with, uh, uh, what's his name, Snake? Kurt Russell's running around. We're, we're damn near escaped from New York levels at this point. The simple device known as the AirTag hidden in a car uh, that a person is not aware of is an excellent tracking device. And it's very easy to monitor. And you can see in real time where your vehicle is located once they steal it. This is serious. This is a real news story. 
A little later on, the NYPD said, uh, look, this is how great it works. And they tracked a stolen vehicle, a pretend stolen vehicle with an Apple AirTag all on their own. Yeah, hey, here's the problem. Because of you liberal nutjob, psychopath, loser douchebags that run New York City, your average person doesn't have a gun. But do you know who does? All the criminals. So if I see my air tag and I see my car's gone and I see it driving down the road and I go to recover it, I'm going to get shot. I'm going to go there and be like, hey, that's my car. And they're going to go, plow, plow. Give me your wallet and your watch, too, after you're dead on the ground. This is a bad process. I think they're going to get people killed. Yeah. They say uh, New York is urging people to use Apple AirTags. I'm not kidding. They're urging people to do it. They're passing them out for free. And if you don't get one, they're telling you to go buy one. Hopefully you can cut down on this spike of car theft because the New York police have no idea what to do. And New York City has no idea what to do. You know, it'd be crazy if you had a district attorney that prosecuted crime. You really threw the book at a few car thieves, especially anyone that did anything violent to steal a car, like threw the effing book at them. Like, I don't know, shot them on the side of the road. Let the cops do their job and whoop their ass or lock them up in prison for a very, 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 very long time like ever. It would curtail that activity. But right now, there's no consequence for your crime, so you're going to keep doing it. Passing out free air tags, they'll just start stealing air tags now. This is New York, for Christ's sake. The anus of America. Yeah, I don't get this. I don't get this at all. New York's lost its effing mind. We've given up is what I've learned. All right, up next, we're going to talk about a gangster preschool teacher. She's in jail. She lost her job. She's not a preschool teacher anymore. We'll get into this one next. Right here in California, by the way. It's a big, big 49. Big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Even though you guys often hear me bust the balls of other moto media publications when it's appropriate, I also give praise when it is equally appropriate. And I got to tell you, this Friday, the Pulp MX Yamaha LCQ Challenge will once again take place in Denver. And this is an amazing event that they put on. And you can still help out. What happens is it's a race where all of the money is donated to privateers from the 450 class of the Supercross. These guys don't have huge sponsorships a lot of them struggle just to get the fuel for their bikes or the fuel for their van to drive to the next round and these guys deserve it and everybody over at pulp mx uh, steve mathis they put together this deal where you can go to their website and you can buy raffle tickets there are amazing prizes donated from the entire moto industry and yamaha even gives them a bike to give away it's the last couple days to still get your tickets and still kick in to help out the privateers maybe win a fat prize but shout out to everybody over at pulp mx for a really great event that's going to take place this friday in denver i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now uh, Big 49, it is a stretch show right now. It's time to get in a little gangsta gangsta. I'm going to talk about this lady up in the Bay Area. Yeah, a preschool teacher working at Stanford University. Now she's a murdering fool. She's a loped out set tripping banger. Tell you what you do, you don't arouse her anger is what you don't do. Take the advice from a man, Coolio. This chick's, check out what she did though. I gotta give it to her, it's pretty solid. So she's a preschool teacher at Stanford. And her name is Diana Ornelas 
of Santa Clara, California. She is one of two people arrested in the fatal shooting of Mr. Oliver Waterfall on April 11th. A guy named Dennis Navoa, 27, also arrested in the investigation. And it's after they found the 24-year-old uh, Mr. Waterfall's body found on a hillside off a highway with bullet holes in it. It is believed that Mr. Waterfall was uh, a known accomplice of Ornelas and Navoa. But check out what they say Ornelas did, 22-year-old Stanford child care employee. They say it was she's at work, and her dude called up, and they're like, yo, let's roll. It's time to do this. Let's smoke this fool, yo. So she waited till the kids were asleep. She took nap time. And at nap time, she slipped out the back door. She left those kids alone in the class. She went over the fence, got down with her, her homie, and they went and shot that fool. And then she came back to class. She's like, it wasn't me. I was at work. They're like, until you left those kids sleeping. You know what happens at nap time? Not all the kids actually take naps. I never took a nap because I was a loked out little set tripping banger when I was a kid. I was trying to stay up and do hood stuff. So she immediately has been fired, especially for, you know, leaving the kids alone at nap time and bailing on campus to go murder someone, allegedly. Say no children were present when this occurred. It did not disrupt operations. No, because she left them alone sleeping in the class. Good thing nothing happened. Somebody might have pissed their pants, though, while she was gone. But when she got back from her murder, they figured it all out. She left the kids in the class and she ditched them. Yeah, this lady's badass. That's a gangster B right there. That's a gangster B. All right. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to play a little shout-out to some homies. Uh, Who... Coolio was a homie. I worked for Coolio. He was a friend of mine. He has passed away this year. By the way, found out it was a fentanyl overdose. Accidental fentanyl overdose, man. Don't do drugs. That's all I can tell you. But we have new homies in the world. And they're always shouting us out on social media and always picking us up. And we are fans of them and we are friends of them. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do today? Especially since Moto Man's playing Nickelback. I'm going to play some real-ass music from some real-ass homies of the 49. Their names are Violates Community Standards. They got a song called The Tack Dogs that I like. I'm going to bump that right now. I'm going to shout out to the homies. And I'm going to tell Moto Man to get rid of Nickelback. Like, please, for the love of God, get rid of Nickelback. It's kind of like having a real cool new song by Backstreet Boys. It's still the Backstreet Boys. I can't play it. So I have to cleanse myself of the awfulness of Nickelback by playing some real authentic Orange County punk rock right now, and it's my friends, violates community standards. Here's Attack Dogs on a Big 49. Oh, 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 
Oh boy, it is a stretch show. Time to get up out of here. Man, I feel much better now. Playing a little Violates Community Standards. Got it banging out. Shout out to Eli Tomac for getting on the show today. Shout out to Hunter Lawrence for getting on the show today. We got the heavy hitters. We're swinging it. I, I seriously hope to. If you've heard the Moto Minutes, I was shouting out the Pulp and Mexican dudes for doing the privateer challenge which is so cool they raise a ton of money everyone in the industry gives them stuff and they raffle it all off and then they give all the money to the privateers that race in that race on Friday before the Supercross in Denver is when it is this week and Yamaha gives them a bike and it's the last time you can get over to their website and uh, still get some raffle tickets in and maybe win something and help out privateers which is just freaking awesome and then I saw that they were Recording their podcast and charging 40 bucks to come see it. And it's 40 to 200. And it doesn't say anywhere on there on the flyer I saw. It says special guest Dino Wilson. Love Dino. Shout out to Dino. But it doesn't mention, hey, this is a fundraiser for the challenge. Like, are they doing a money grab? Because I certainly hope not. You can't charge people more than a ticket to the Supercross to come watch you record a podcast. Unless you're doing it for charity. And even then, you've got very generous listeners. My lord, don't don't push me to the edge. I'm at the edge all the time. The edge of insanity. Don't push me over. I'll lose my mind. Both of those are up in Moto Minutes today. But, man, am I... I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't sleep anymore. I just work. And I'm angry and I'm old and I'm bitter. That's probably a lot to do with it. I'm mad at my life. But, boy... I'm getting testy. Please, for the love of God, stop with your podcast. My God. Except Big 49, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week HLS streaming radio station. I'm going to charge you $40 to come watch us do our podcast. Suck my balls! My God, please! Insane. All right, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. I got to stop drinking coffee or something. I don't know. I got to get out of here. I got to go do my real job. This is all I ever do. I will be back hopefully tomorrow unless I blow my head off. In the meantime, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.